a lot of effort. Yeah, I could make a better one. Do it. Eat me one day. I'll do it as soon as I record the Packers. There we go. Next year. And what is going on, world? What is going on, MMA fans? Welcome to Chopheads MMA episode, I want to say 27. Is it were that you, much already? Were you here last week when we did 26? It's episode 27. I lose track because I do 11 shows a week and mm. they're numbered. And they're all around the same because we started the podcast network around the same time. Do we get to name our uh, 27th favorite fighter of all time today? Or, or is that just a Jimmy That's thing? That's a Jimmy thing. Okay. Um, if the fighters had numbers, maybe that would be something that we could incorporate. Be pretty cool. Nonetheless, we are here, and I noticed that, or you noticed that we do not have Tommy. We all know that Scoop is no longer with us. R.I.P. Scoop. Still alive. Is he? Yes. All right. So Scoop <laughs> is actually in studio yesterday. We've yeah. actually had a, a revolving door of guests lately since mm -hmm. we've had, I guess maybe it's the sign. People see the Chop Sports yes. sign yes. outside, and they're like, wow, is that Flipping Made Easy Studios? And we're like, yeah, it actually <laughs> is, because now we are official. We have a, a sign outside, Route 34 in New Jersey. In lovely Matawan, where if you drive by, we get the best advertising that I think that we've had since we've we've become a thing. So mm -hmm. congrats to me and Dave. <laughs> we, we made it, bro. We yeah, have officially bro. arrived. But um, yeah, I did mention we are, we are re recording live. Well, we're recording. We are not live at the Flipping Made Easy Studios. And if you want to buy a house and make a lot of money by selling that house. Immediately. Typically, the average bear myself included, does not know how to do any of that. Um, but if you go on the website, flippingmadeeasy.com, and you fill out some information, they will kind of put you in the right direction. Dave probably knows more about the business than I do. Did I, or did I do a good no, job? No, I did the justice. Right, I mean, it's, ve it's very educational as well as like a, a career path. People literally make a living doing this. Like, And I had no idea what I was doing. I went on the website, kind of... There's a, le a little bit of a tutorial, you know, and then you sign up for the... You register, you use the code CHOP, you get... You know, I think it's like 30 days money back guarantee. So if they, if you feel like you're not learning anything, they'll give your money back. Yeah. So a month of free education. Essentially. Yeah. I'm not, absolutely. I'm not encouraging you to request your money back because that's <laughs> counterproductive to what they're trying to do. Right. You know, as you pay money, you make some money. So yeah, um, money back guarantees are always great. If you shit in a box and you put a guarantee on it, you know, I you got know the that. spare time. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about? You know where I'm going with it. So anyway, we're here. We got Dave with us, and he's trying to break the, the casual Dave moniker. He is Just, now with us two straight weeks, yeah. and guess what? Dave, you'll be back next week too, bro. All Tommy right. He's in lovely Disney World with Oops. his beautiful family. Okay. And um, won't be with us next week, so that's the reason why we're recording late again. I guess this one was kind of my fault too, but either way, we're here, and we're going to talk some MMA. We have a very atypical week in MMA, or I guess you could say in some, in some worlds it is a typical week where we have a fight announcement. We have somebody pull out of a fight. We have several arrests made, right? We have Nick Diaz. I checking mean, all the boxes. We have Nate Diaz news. We're checking all the boxes, but not as many boxes as our boy John Gruden. Checked. No, So no. we're, we're going to leave that there. I wish Tommy was here because Tommy Great. has a hard time shutting up. Did you get a friend request from Tommy today? I did. I did. And this I is forgot. the fourth time since we, we started Shop Sports on Facebook. That Tommy has been booted and asked. I look for, for uh, I look for the um, the friends count. Like when he adds it's like thirteen, it's friends. like four friends, and I'm like, oh, this is just another temporary account until he oh, get his other right, account. Oh, right, right, right. You can't stop trolling people on the internet, Tommy. Guess what, bro? You're trying to become a public figure out here. You might need to. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna have to step in as owners yeah, of Chop Sports. To, we're gonna have, have to be like, yo, put my foot up in his ass. There you go. Right. And Some people put the foot down. You're putting a foot up. Well. 
I know Tommy's preference, so. Nate. But here we go. We have, um, first things first, we're just going to get the bad stuff out of the way. Yeah. Right? We'll go, we're going to talk about the slew of arrests that have taken place over the course of, I guess, the past three weeks in the, the world of mixed martial arts. Martial arts. So there's one guy. We're going to go in, in order from, we already know about the John Jones situation. You know, and I'm not here to, to drag John Jones again. I know that becomes a recurring theme on this podcast where like once every couple of weeks we kind of drag John Jones through the shit, which rightfully so he, he gives us very, very usable content in that regard. He does it to himself. But John Jones is still employed by the UFC and all the bullshit that that Dana White has endured and John Jones is still here. And we talked about this on the show on the Daily Show yesterday with NFL players, the hypocrisy issue and the reason being is that Luis Pena is a middling fighter. Not bad. He has had several incidents as well. The same as John Jones, whereas like a habitual offender. But apparently the police report on the Luis Pena situation was like grim. Now, I don't know what who's there to make the distinction between like what's okay and what's not okay. Well, none of it's okay. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you know, he beat up his girlfriend, but he didn't damn near she killer she didn't draw blood you know, so at what point is it like you know what we're gonna call this one not as bad right well, you know well, you're arrested they're holding you for 12 hours your your fiance and mother of three of your children who were present at the time i think when you start adding all those things up it sounds pretty bad yeah and dana was asked that same question yesterday in the i always get this wrong because the the the, the acronym i don't even know if it's an acronym i might be using that wrong as well the dana white contender series okay D W C S. I always get it confused with Dancing with the Stars, <laughs> and it couldn't be further from that. Yeah, I was going to say a little but different. He was, he was at he had his presser, and he was straight up s like you know Luis Pena, blah blah blah, and he was like, yeah, bad bad guy. <laughs> you know, we had to we had to cut him loose. We were trying to get him help. Luis Pena has been very open and vocal about his mental health issues, and and um, I feel like the substance abuse is a, is a given with a lot of these MMA guys, and we'll talk about that in a little bit as well. But Luis Pena, the situation, Dana White painted a very grim picture as to what took place. Now, Luis Pena has subsequently been released from the UFC. John Jones is not. So he, Dana was asked that question, why? And Dana basically just said what I said, where it was like, well, well, this situation was so much worse. And what, we, what he really well, meant who, to say. Who is Dana White to, to, to rank well, the, the, well, that's the, the worseness? What he really <laughs> meant to say. Was. Well, <laughs> John Jones is a superstar. Right. He could do what he wants as long as he gets uh, sanctioned by the commission. He could fight. So that's basically what that, that is awful. And and I, I'm I'm gonna be dragged for saying this, but I I'm, I don't agree with it morally, but I I agree with it. If that makes sense, like I don't. If you're say, Dana White, yes, you agree like with from it from a business but standpoint, no, right? If you're yeah, business guy, yeah. And we'll talk a bit. We're at, all right, we might as well just. Obviously, Chuck Liddell was arrested as well, mm. right? So Chuck Liddell is an ex-UFC fighter, but he's basically the biggest star the UFC ever had in a scope. You know, like Conor has come and done bigger things. There's he's been, the one. He's the, the reason UFC, why but, I'm a UFC fan. But the fan. UFC as a whole, when it first started, like there was the Hoist Gracies, but it largely was unpopular amongst the mainstream America. Right. It was the Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, Randy Couture era that really ushered in the, the um, I guess, the American fight fan. Mixed martial arts fight fan. So Chuck Liddell was arrested for domestic abuse, but had released a statement thereafter saying that really he was the one that was the victim and he's been keeping it quiet for a long time, protecting his wife's mental health issues. Um, now, 
good on Chuck for doing good that, dude. Right? Good dude move. Yeah, good dude move. Um, there's probably both layers to this story where Chuck is probably a hard guy to deal with. Where he was a former superstar, you know, with probably some issues as a result of his superstar and it. how he attained it. They all got now. It. When we're talking about this, is what I was alluding to earlier. We have we have John Jones. We have Luis Pena. We have Chuck Liddell, right? But there's that's a, that's just the tip of the iceberg as far as fighters that are a, a little crazy, which you expect, a willingness to stand in a cage and fight another individual that is also training for months to fight you, takes a special kind of individual, maybe a little crazy, you would say, correct? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, it does take a special breed of person, and you have to have that I want to kill you instinct in you. Exactly. There's and, no like finessing this. There's like, I don't, I don't want to master my craft. And, and no, I want to kill you. And we're talking about the pain business, yeah. right? So when you're, when you're incorporating a little bit of a crazy person into the pain business and when you get hurt in a fight, usually what happens is you go get fixed. When you get fixed, you know, typically there's a recovery time. During recovery time, you experience pain. Mm -hmm. When you experience pain, these doctors are prescribing pain meds. So now you turn what is a slightly... You know, person that might have some screws loose in terms of his willingness to engage in violence, correct? Um, so now there's substance abuse, and then we're not even factoring in where in Liddell's case you might start to see this, and in all old football players, it, the CTE aspect of things. Definitely, it's a, like a perfect storm, a perfect cocktail concoction of just craziness, and it leads to a slew of these these situations. If there's one thing that the UFC has a problem with that they're not really getting out in front of because of the whole John Jones situation, it really paints the picture that they don't care. Um, I'm not an advocate for cancel culture or anything, but I really do think time is at least... John Jones should have to be cut from the roster, which they'll never do because of contract reasons, and they know that 1FC will sign him. They know that Bellator doesn't care. They know that someone else will take on that that contract well, well don't you think maybe some somebody like dana white would make an example and, and that's that's my point whereas like john jones is has a sense of entitlement clearly and all you're doing dana is providing more and more entitlement because if no repercussions for these actions what's going to happen is he going to have to actually kill his wife or his girlfriend is something crazy going to have to happen for them to be like yeah you know we tried with john no you didn't you know, you try to make as much money as possible while the infighting took place the entire time so i think dana white is, is fucking up on this one. I know he won't do it because there's a lot of money at stake, but, you know, I think we could both agree that John Jones is a piece of shit. Luis Pena is probably a slightly bigger piece of shit, and Chuck Liddell is still a good guy, right? <laughs> it was, so, as far as we know right now, without any actual police reports or anything like that, it seems like Chuck Liddell is doing a really uh, a, a noble thing. I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying that, like, his wife probably, like, tried to beat him up, right? And I'm, and I'm sure... Chuck Liddell may have like blocked one a little too hard. You know what I mean? There's there's physical violence and domestic well, violence. Well, here's the, the thing with the Chuck <clears throat> Liddell thing, like you were saying, it's like we don't know. It's what he's saying, and we don't know. What he's the getting out in front is. of it at least. Yeah, he's getting out in front of it, and when you're getting out in front of it in the way that he is, you know nowadays everything is public record. So the police report is going to get good. Right, he's going to look like a big schmuck if, if it like, turns exactly, out to be something you different. You can't imagine the reason why I'm taking his word as gospel on this one is for that reason. Whereas. If he was lying, it's just going to make him look even worse. And, and he seems to be a guy that cares about his legacy. You know, he just does, look at that last. But he also fight. seems to be a guy that's a fucking crazy person, and also probably has a drinking problem, and also probably will beat the shit out of somebody <laughs> for crossing it's a him. So dangerous, we'll dangerous game. Obviously, um, we're big fans of Chuck Liddell. Yeah, know, so I am. I don't. I don't want to 
rush to judgment. I guess I'll pull my Dana White on this one and be like, you know, well, Chuck wasn't as bad, so <laughs> he doesn't have to go yet, even though he's not employed by anybody. But I'm saying, like, what if Dana White was to make an example of John Jones and say, you know, I don't give a fuck who you are. <laughs> you know, you're I'm gone. Saying. You're gone. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And then, and then, and then, like, let's just for example, I'll just use Greg Hardy as an example, not the UFC fighter, the football player. When he was doing all that bad shit, right, and Carolina got ahead of it and said, fuck you, bro, this is terrible, you're out, and then the NFL suspends him, it's no longer Carolina's problem. But when the Dallas Cowboys go and sign him, the Dallas Cowboys look like shit yeah. for doing it. So you say 1FC and Bellator, you say they don't give a shit, but at the same time, they're going to get that stigma like, oh, man, like, well, you, here's the thing, like when, Dana, if Dana the, White is cutting you. 1FC, like, the, the Asian fans don't care what what happened first of all cultures are different so like in some of these countries that you're going to it's completely okay to beat your wife so okay. i'm not saying that's great but that's <laughs> the society that they live in <clears throat> and maybe i'm speaking out of pocket on that because I'm, I'm not sure i think it's in singapore i think the singaporeans are is that even a, a word a singaporean a ah singaporean? yes a singaporean. singaporean no i really don't know but i didn't know that was a thing either that's but crazy. yeah it's it's an asian mma um promotion <laughs> in singapore so. you training for a fight yeah my wife's really uh really doing really good work out there for me I'm like what do you mean well you know <laughs> like i'm beating her up <laughs> yeah. in preparation for this fight um that was terrible. a terrible joke. terrible say, so, so terrible um i guess since we're talking about one piece of shit and john jones we'll 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 segue into another piece of shit, at least in my opinion. I think TJ Dillashaw is I've a never cheap liked him. piece of shit status, just with the cheating and his willingness. I don't think that cheating is bad in baseball, but when you're fighting somebody, you, you can't cheat right? because it's very dangerous. And TJ is a known cheater, and TJ is also um, coming off of a, a highly controversial win with Corey Sanhagen. Yeah, a lot of people say he didn't even win the fight. Um he, I don't think he won. I think Sanhagen won. But nonetheless, he came away with a W in mm -hmm. a very hard-fought fight. And some people, like Tommy, did mm -hmm. think TJ did enough to potentially, at least as to where it's like, you know, it was it was enough. Right. Where it was like even fight goes either way. Now, Sanhagen is now, coming off of a loss, inherits a, an interim title shot against Peter Yan because Aljamain Sterling's neck is still mm -hmm. still bothering him. He's toast. Still. We, we did our live the day that Aljo got that knee. That was how long ago that was. He's still the champion. Oh, my still God. Still pulled out of fights, right? Bro, so, that was like... And I remember saying it then. Did we even have like, a studio? I was like, watch, he's going to pull out. No, I, I still... We might have been like week one of the studio because I, I had known Jay already. Okay. Because like, oh, all right. You know, right, right, like right, I, right, right, right. All right, so... Jay, another that? example. A little crazy. Yeah, a little crazy. <laughs> and imagine if he was like still... You know, getting hammered. Right. You know? Exactly. Like, the clean and sober is crazy, but yes, you add all that so shit. So, case it. in point. So, anyway, piece of shit Dillashaw claims that he is next in line for a title shot. Now, based on the, the way Sanhagen got the title shot, and I say title shot with air quotes because it's an interim title shot, even though I do think... The, the presence of Peter Yan in this fight validates this title belt. This belt, the interim belt, is more valid than Aljo's belt, given the circumstances in which he won it. But TJ Dillashaw just posted a video of one gnarly-ass knee surgery. You know, like that he gnarly. just had? Yeah, that he just had. So if he's next in line for a title shot, I, I imagine that he's going to let a couple of these guys fight twice <laughs> before he gets it because mm -hmm. that wouldn't make you next in line. That would make you on, on in rehab, and you're rehabbing an injury. But... I just don't see how you could position yourself or say that that's what I've been told unless he's been told directly, which didn't sound like he was said he said he was told directly. He said, oh, from what I've been hearing, I think I'm next in line. He did say that he would fight Aldo, but that's the only other fight he would take. So he is leaving an open door in case he doesn't get the title shot. But being that Aljamain Sterling is the champion, 
mm-hmm. and there is an interim title fight taking place, just by that fact, he is not next in line because there's a champion waiting in the wings for the winner of the interim title shot. So he might be next in line for the winner of that round, Robin, but he's certainly not next in line for a title shot. So we could put that one to bed. If anybody thinks TJ's getting a title shot, he's not. All right. Now, I'm, I'm actually doing really good with my segues right now. I like it. I'm impressed with how I'm segueing into this one as well. So speaking of title shots, this is work with me on this segue because this is a little, I'm going to have to get to it. But Luke Rockhold is out of his fight with Sean Strickland. There's and, the there's the whole uh, one one fighter pulls out a week. Yes, yeah, uh, so there so we, this, this is checking the, that box. We're checking that box. So there. Luke Rockhold pulls out of the fight with Sean Strickland with a herniated disc or a bulging disc, which I could relate to because I have like 31. How many vertebrae do you have? I don't know. Well, however many you have, add a couple, and that's how many <laughs> bulging discs that I have. All right, so I could relate to the annoying, nagging back pain, but. I wouldn't be pulling out of a fight that I would make potentially six figures, five figures on. So I don't think Luke Rockhold, nor does Sean Strickland think that Luke Rockhold was ever serious about taking this fight. Mm. Um, hearing Luke Rockhold in the interview was probably the most frustrating thing you could ever listen to. The most, I shouldn't say the most, he's the least likable person that I've ever heard talk in my life. Now, I say title shot because... Bilal Muhammad offered to step in and take the fight, move up in weight class, and fight Sean Strickland at whatever whatever card that this is on. Sean Strickland is the guy that talks crazy, and he talks about sparring people, and he and he's like, oh, I want to go in and spar this guy because I want to hurt him. I hope I kill somebody in the ring. He's the one that's talking crazy, that the MMA fighters are not really taking to that much. So Bilal Muhammad Who comes would? on. That's Yeah, that's just, just talking like an asshole. Right. So Bilal Muhammad comes on, and he says, I fucking hate this guy. Just hearing him talk bothers me. I would love to smash his face. I'll, I'll move up and fight this guy. And now you're, I'm thinking, like, word, this is awesome. Strickland's game, he, he's pretty much down to fight anybody. Just two weeks ago, he was talking about how the title doesn't matter. He's just here to hurt people, et cetera, et cetera, right? So while I agree with him that he was never he, he never thought Rockhold would take the fight, in his response to Bilal Muhammad, he said, I do not want to fight Bilal Muhammad, and I'm not using his exact words, but he pretty much said it. I don't want to fight him because Luke Rockhold, his name carried weight. He's a former champion. So beating a guy like Luke Rockhold, even though he's not ranked, will vault him up in the rankings. Which yeah, is but not, Muhammad just beat Damian Maya. Which so. is not true. Separate weight class, though. Right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. Strickland's a middleweight. Bilal Muhammad's a, a welterweight. There really isn't much to gain. But I'm saying of, name of, value. is. But there's not, there's not much to gain out of okay. beating a guy that's a, light, uh, a lighter weight class than you, mm-hmm. other than the fact that you'll get paid. Gotcha. So I don't agree. I agree that he shouldn't take the fight from a professional standpoint, but from a fighter standpoint and from the standpoint of being the guy that's down to fight anyone, anywhere, anytime, you got a guy that's talking crazy shit and wants to fight you talking about, you know, using words like hate. If somebody hates me, I want to fight them. Right. Except <laughs> Sean Strickland doesn't want to fight Bilal Muhammad because all of a sudden the title shot suddenly means the world to him. We're just as two weeks ago. It didn't mean anything. So that was my title shot segue. And that's all we got on Strickland and Bilal Muhammad. I will say this though. Um, Kevin Holland, Mr. Mr. Activity, busybody. Kevin Holland talks constantly in the, in the octagon. Mm-hmm. I'm like hot and cold on the guy. I think he's talented, but he's a little, Holland. Yeah. He's a little annoying to watch. Seems you, yeah. you would wish that he would put a little more energy into fighting than talking, but Either way, he's an entertaining guy, and he is definitely a company man because he he's the fighter that caped up for for Dana White in the whole fighter pay conversation. And 
Dana White loves guys like that, company guys that will will talk shit to the other fighters about complaining. And his way to get paid more, and this is what his advice is to all the other fighters, is more activity, right? You fight once a year, twice a year, you're going to get paid once or twice a year. You fight every two months like this guy, you're going to get paid every two months like this guy. So Kevin Holland, most likely to step in against against uh, Sean Strickland, and I do like Strickland in that in that one if it does go down. So. Moving on to the more important meat and potatoes of the episode. We have a fight announcement. Another box that we're going to check here. Jorge Masvidal, Game Bread, the, mm. the BMF, which I hate calling him that. The dumbest, the dumbest thing, thing I've ever world. seen in my life. Even though I was all about the fight, just what surrounded the fight sucked. Um, Masvidal is set to face, finally, once and for all, Leon Rocky Edwards on in December on I think it's UFC 269 so I don't think that'll be headlining the bout but it'll definitely be one of those fights that makes it a nice chunky one one mm. of those those stacked cards as Tommy would like to call it um look this has been a long time coming there's a lot of history between these guys everybody knows the story with with Masvidal and the three-piece in the soda and Leon Edwards talking shit and then Leon Edwards basically lobbied for that fight for the better part of the pandemic and the whole year and a half before that so he's been wanting to fight Masvidal for a long time and Masvidal was at coming off of the knockout of Askren and and the essentially the three piece in the soda that vaulted him into superstardom then he got the Nate Diaz fight and then it became another issue where it's like title fights this that like Masvidal right. was cashing in on the prize fights and he was saying Rocky Edwards is not good enough and he's not a big enough name you got more work to do wouldn't fight him wouldn't fight him lo and behold Masvidal takes a couple L's loses to Usman then gets starched by Usman and now there's a little bit of shine knocked knocked off of the Jorge Masvidal uh, train, we'll call it. And since then, Leon Rocky Edwards, you know, goes on a couple fight win streak. The Bilal Muhammad fight was a no contest, but he was clearly winning that fight. And then mm-hmm. he beat up on on Nate Diaz for the better part of five rounds before you know the the last thirty seconds, where we all know what happened there. Um, Two fights, uh, two fights. There's a fight night December 4th. So Masvidal is going to be a pay-per-view draw, yeah, correct? This is on December. This is in December. December 11th. That's the headline is going to be uh, Amanda Nunez. So oh, word. that'll be that, word. that yeah. card. So There'll it'll be, be a nice a couple, little payday. Usually, and I don't say this to <clears throat> knock the, the women fighters or whatever, but they, that might be a they typically event. don't draw as much. That's correct. So for a pay-per-view when there's a women's title fight, they will probably have Nunez as the main headline. But Figueroa and Moreno, too, that night. Okay. There we go. You know, so, so uh, there you exactly go. what I said. There's two title fights and then a nice banger of another one. So I was I was talking about the Leon Edwards and I lost my train of thought and then mm. you graciously stepped in with just information to get me back on track. So <laughs> nice job there. Hey, listen, casual yeah, day. Um, so Leon Edwards then now built the shine for himself and now he's clearly the the A side if you want to call it, whereas. He's, he didn't want to take the fight. He said, fuck Masvidal. He wanted to fight. I wanted to fight him for three years. And he was saying, no, 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 because he had the shine. Now I got the shine. I don't want to fight him. I want the title shot. Um, the problem with the title shot is it's it's being used up right now. <laughs> Colby's got the title shot. So Edwards wants to make some money. And what right. better than to go settle this feud with a guy that is clearly a star. He might have his shine knocked off a little bit, but... That's the biggest money fight. I, I think that the fans are more excited for the Leon Edwards Masvidal fight than you would be to see a Usman uh, crotch fuck or w- crotch hump uh, <laughs> Leon Edwards for five rounds. So right. I'm excited about the fight. It's it's great that it's finally set. Hopefully for Leon Edwards' sake, I am a fan of both of these guys, but I think 
in this case, with Leon Edwards not having had his shot yet, I want to see the new blood get a shot. I would like to see Leon Edwards win the fight because if he wins the fight, then you cannot deny him the title shot. Um, he'll be a star at that point. But I would like to see Leon Edwards get the title shot over Masvidal for the simple fact that, or not the title shot, Masvidal can't get a title shot with a win. But he's been there before, and I would like to see uh, Leon Edwards fight Usman again. I think Leon Edwards' last loss in the UFC was against Kamaru Usman way back. Um, like Yeah, Usman will be about. looking for a fight after he loses the belt to Colby, so then you know he'll be looking to do something, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be... that would. If if Usman loses to Colby, he gets which, another one, a trilogy right away. Yeah, there's an immediate rematch. There's no doubt about it. That's the worst case scenario for Colby. For <laughs> well, Colby as well. Well, yeah. no, 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 because it's I mean, the best if he case, wins, then if, he gets if he wins, do it it's again. the best case scenario. Look, Colby's training like this is a two. This is a two fight series. There's no way that he he has to know. His team has to know. Yeah. He could talk all the craziness he wants. But he hasn't you, really, he hasn't really talked a lot of shit no, so no, far. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, like, if he wins, mm. you know, he'll probably be like, "Oh, get the back of the line." It's like, no, when you defend damn near ten times, you're an immediate title shot, unless Correct. it's so convincing, right? Where it's like, all right, this guy's got to take some time off. But I, w- I would imagine that if Colby wins the belt, it's going to take six months off, right? And then you're going to get another Usman Colby fight in six months. So Leon Edwards will really be up Shit's Creek at that point, and he'll probably end up having to take another. So if Edwards fight. is if Edwards is, is just scouting, you would think that he he's rooting for Usman to, yeah. to win the fight because then there won't be a trilogy. Two reasons, and and if you're the competitor that I'm sure he is, he wants that fight back because it, it wasn't. Look, Usman's gotten a lot better since then, but so is he. So is Edwards, and um, if, if I'm a competitor. And I lost to a guy, and I feel like there could, there's a few things I could have done different. And mm-hmm. now that guy that I feel like I almost beat has been sitting at the top since. Right. You know, Usman went <laughs> yeah. on, you know, they put a he rocket up his ass since then. Right. And he's hasn't lost. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm hoping that, and I know that you're not going to like this, but for Leon Edwards' sake. Yeah, he hopes that Usman wins. Yeah, I, I yeah. hope. I hope. Oh, okay, Usman you're wins. hoping. Okay. But I also don't like Usman at all. Like, I'm, I'm a bigger fan of Colby than Usman because at least Colby's fake. But, like, understandably fake like you get what he's doing Usman tries to be real and is fake it's 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 a fake act and then but when he gets in that cage man he's oh no no another another ball game he's the clear to me and I'm gonna say it I know that he just since John Jones um beat his girl and I hate to say that like a joke but you know what what else we gonna do I'm trying to be funny right (laughs) um since John Jones got arrested um Kamar Usman is the pound pound for pound number one in the UFC rankings and rightfully so so I agree with that I thought he was anyway before the John Jones thing just on sheer activity alone you haven't seen John Jones in a half a decade and when you see him he's like barely winning it's, it's like, gonna oh. be like past his prime by the time he gets back and cleared and trained and like everybody was excited about him getting to going to heavyweight and see what he could do there blah 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 but like None of that hype means anything if he can't get back into yeah. the octagon so it's like I feel like it's gonna be another like if he just got arrested which he did it might be another year before you even see this guy book. I'm I'm wondering what's gonna ha- what's gonna happen as far as well. Two things. I'll say this: heavyweights last. You know, like you see certain heavyweights, they don't prime until they're like 36. It's weird with heavyweights, so they last a little bit longer. But John Jones isn't your t- typical traditional heavyweight. I don't know that he's going to be used to be carrying that weight around. It's different, which is why in a, in some ways he was correct in in waiting a really long time to put on the weight, but. You got to imagine there's going to be a suspension. Otherwise, the UFC is really fucked. Like, at some point, the shoe's going to drop with with his legal issues, mm-hmm. and at that point, it forces the UFC's hand to act because it's no longer rumors. It's no longer 
not proven. Once John Jones is charged and tried, I think that there's going to be a suspension coming. But we're we're off the Masvidal Leon Edwards topic. We're off the John Jones um, domestics. We're we're onto something that I would like to talk about a little bit. It's it makes me a little sad, but I also am happy for the guy. Big big fan of him. I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Nate Diaz is entering his final fight of his UFC contract. Is it Nate or Nick as far as your favorite fighter? Well, it started with with Nick. Like, I, I'm being completely honest. Nick was in the UFC before Nate. I was a big fan of Nick right away. Nate then joined the Ultimate Fighter Season 3. Greatest season by far, by the way. <laughs> um, and by the way, Nate Diaz has been the exact same person he is now since he was 21-year-old kid. If you watch <laughs> that show, amazing. My brother used to hate Nate Diaz based on that show. And I, he'd be like, oh, he's fake. He's putting on. I said, no, he's not, right? 15 years later, my brother's a big Nate Diaz fan. He went through the Ultimate Fighters just as, like, passively, like you would do with Entourage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he texts me. He's like, bro, Nate Diaz hasn't changed one bit, and I can't believe I ever hated that guy, right? Because he was the, exactly the same way you'd expect, only 21 and, like, a little more punky. Right. But, like, also so skinny that it looked like, I'll slap the shit out of him. <laughs> you better shut up, but only you wouldn't. Right. Um, so, yeah, Nate Diaz entering his final fight of his contract. Rumored to be, I don't think it's signed yet against a very, very tough up-and-coming fighter who's also lobbying for a title shot. Vicente Luque, tough guy. Um, surprised that Nate's taking the fight because he doesn't have much name value, but it shows that Nate's a G and he recognizes like real tough fighters that go for the finish. Because yeah, Vicente sure. Luque, is, he's not on the map yet as far as a household name, but if he, if he beats Nate, he sure as hell will be, and I, I believe he'll be the favorite. My question to you... You former, formerly known as Casual Dave, now Dave sitting in for Tommy, so we're going to have to call you an expert. <laughs> what happens next with Nate Diaz? I know you know where I think he's going to go. What do you think you want? Next? You want, like, my real honest opinion? Yeah. Uh, I think after this fight, win or lose, his contract runs out, right? We all get that, and, and, and people are just like, all right, what's next? Where is he going to go? I don't think he goes anywhere. I think Dana White gives him like that royalty treatment. Like this dude will still draw for me no matter who it's against. He's still pound for pound one of the most f- like entertaining fighters, whether it be build he's up most, hype. He's the most called out slash respected fighter in the UFC. Right so now. I think I think he stays with the UFC on like one of those not legends deals, but like something like when we need you, we'll, you know you'll 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 be welcomed here. Yeah, I don't I, think they let him go. I don't walk know, anywhere. I, I honestly think that. Nate is looking around right now, and he's putting himself in a really good position. And one more performance, win, lose, or draw, if he goes out there and puts on a vintage Diaz performance, not like his brother did, but like he's typically doing, then he's putting himself in a really good position to potentially beat up one of the Paul brothers. Or Oh, my God. See, that that would be you amazing. Know, I, that's what I, I think there's going to be a couple things. He's... He has to at least position himself, and if he had business people in his corner, which I'm sure he does at this point, I think that they got smart, the Diaz brothers, and started taking care Dude, of their finances. Dude, they run their, their own finances. school. Like, yeah. They're all right. Um, he's got to at least start talking about his own promotion. He's got to start talking about boxing. He's got to start talking about the the reality that is that he might be gone. I, for one, if I had my pick as a fan, I wanted to stay. Right. So what you said, I do think that there's a shred of that. I just think that at his age and – where he's at in his career, it's a risk for the UFC. Even though he's a big draw, he's only going to be a big draw until he's not. So how many fights do you sign him for? You're not going to bring him on another six-fight deal? Three. Three-fight deal, it's almost minimum a four-fight deal, unless you're Brock, 
or something like that, you know? So yeah, I would say three gets you through another year, you know? One not, fight every typically four not months. Typically with the Diaz brothers. Like, they, in the early in their career, they fought a lot, but now it's like they make too much money to fight a lot, and... He only fought once this year. He fought twice in 2019. So that's he fought saying. twice in 2016. Yeah, so, so, like, he takes so, these so sabbaticals. It, you know, a four-fight a four fight deal could end up being the better part of three three years. Right. right? I don't know if he's going to be willing to give the, the, the bottom part of his 30s away to the UFC unless they're going to pay him crazy money, which they have been, but not not money like Tyron Woodley got to get embarrassed by by Jake Paul. Joke. So I think that there's... A, I don't a, think Jake Paul wants anything to do with somebody like Nate Diaz. Not a well, shot. Well, at least talk him. like it. He'll talk, he'll talk like shit, him, but, but I don't... Because the reason Paul why... Doesn't, Paul, Paul seems to like line himself up with these guys that he thinks he has a fighting chance of. Even Woodley, I don't even yeah, understand he's, that. he's bottling opponents. He's cherry-picking right. guys. It's, right. It's, uh, it's rough. It's a typical thing that somebody in his position would do, and I don't hate him for it. You know, it's probably the smart play. Um, because when you do finally get knocked out... I don't think that people will not pay to see him fight, but the biggest draw about Jake Paul isn't seeing him win. So when when Jake Paul finally gets knocked out and people see what they've wanted to see, mm-hmm. it might take some of the shine away. Um, Bro, he's been in the UFC for 17 years. Yeah. That's insanity. You know, it, that's why it's crazy to me to even think about a UFC list Nate Diaz. Right. He's like, he's one of those, he's like a fixture, you know, like he's like a piece of furniture that's always going to be in the corner no matter what, you know, that the grandfather clock, it's just right there. Yeah. That's crazy. And, and I think that we could all grow to appreciate whether you've been a fan or not. And I, I think it's one of my, my, I wouldn't say my proudest moments, but I've been on the Nate and Nick Diaz train for a really long time. And I've gone to war on the internet for these two. Right. And even maybe in some cases with you, Tommy, my, my brother, just like, since the beginning of my fanhood with the Diaz brothers, I've seen over the course of time, one by one, some people just one day or another, they're like, you know, I actually do like Nate Diaz, right? People like, have grown to him. Yes, yeah. it's like he's he is now like he's the godfather of of my generation of MMA fan. To me, he is. Whereas like Ush, the Liddells ushered it in, but Nate Diaz, Nick Diaz, they carried me through. Right, he's been there. Bridged a lot of eras, this guy. Right? Yeah. And if you count his brother, they bridged the entire thing. So right. shout out to the Diaz brothers. Whatever you decide to do. Nate, I know you're listening, buddy. <laughs> if you decide to join the the boxing world, I'm here for it. Just don't stop fighting until... I mean, I guess you could stop fighting. Do what you got to do, bud. Uh, like um, I said, I think I think the, the Diaz brothers have both put themselves in a position to have life after fighting. You know what I mean? Like, they own the school and stuff, and, and that's cool. But, like, for him... I think he can ride off, you know, if, yeah. if he needed to right he now. He won't because there's too I, much money on the table. They're, right. they're seeing a lot of these guys make money fighting a bunch of scrubs. Like, he right. could go box any boxer. He could box Chavez and make a payday with a lot less risk. Um, well, one more little little quick quib. This is usually something that would, would be reserved for Tommy's Reverend Rundown, but mm-hmm. since he's not here, we're not doing that. So before we go to break, I just wanted to mention the that Patty the Batty, mm. the the the. I guess he took the MMA world by storm last month. The Brit got really fat, right? <laughs> I wonder if it's because he's been doing one bite, everyone knows the rules, pizza reviews, because he is now <laughs> a barstool athlete. Yeah, man. Shout out to Patty the Batty and and Portnoy and all the barstool guys for getting on the MMA bandwagon. I know they do the rough and rowdy thing, but now they're officially sponsoring fighters. And Is this allowed? Groundbreaking thing. I mean, I mean they've done it's it. It's 100% allowed. I'll tell you what, what it is. I'm just saying because UFC, UFC went to this thing where it was like UFC, no more sponsors. UFC fighters, <clears throat> UFC fighters could. 
I'm going ex- to explain to you a little bit of the scope of the, the, the Pimlet deal, and then I'll explain to you first the uh, the sponsor deal. Yeah. They're allowed to have other sponsors. They're allowed to s- use it on their social medias, do campaigns for them, commercials, you know, you name it. But they're not allowed to have any banners behind them in the ring, and they're not allowed to wear any of the merch on their walkout shirt. So right. it's all now Venom and, like, Monster and whatever is sponsoring the UFC, Bitcoin, all this weird shit, but that the UFC fighters aren't even getting money for it, which is another story. What? Which we've talked about at length, yeah, the fighter right. pay. It's it's a it's a clusterfuck. Um, I fall on one side or another depending on, on the topic when it comes to fighter pay. But Patty the Batty Bimlet, Pimlet, Patty the Batty... <laughs> Pimblet, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, barstool athlete, good stuff. We'll go to break. When we come back, we'll talk about another famous British man, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, yes. and we'll be back in a sec. Service team of professionals, aka Stop Restoration of Edison, is a locally owned and operated business that provides professional disaster cleaning and restoration services, including a 24-hour emergency service to homeowners property managers, real estate investors, and insurance companies alike. Stop Restoration helps people overcome the stress and anxiety of unforeseen circumstances caused by fire, smoke, water, mold, and other unexpected damages. As part of a nationally recognized restoration franchise, Stop Restoration of Edison is backed by the best technical advisors and business consultants in the country. Visit them right now online at www.stop-edison.com. And we are back and for the 54th time this week, I'm here to discuss <laughs> Tyson Fury <laughs> versus Deontay Wilder. Yes, have that's to, right. have to. Right? So back at the Flippin' Made Easy studios with my boy Dave. So Dave, the fight went pretty much how we both saw it going, only there was a little bit of a hiccup in between, right? I, for one, got it pretty much almost identical as far as rounds go. I, I'm not sure which podcast, this one or the other one, that I predicted 10th round. Was it the 10th or the 11th in this? I mean, this finished in the 11th, the but 11th. you might so have said the 10th. I said the 10th. I know I was like, towards the end of the fight, he's going to You're the closest without going over. You're the Price is yes, Right yes, winner. Yeah. Yes. Well, you, my friend, had it in the fourth round, so the Price is Wrong. <laughs> but I was close. I was, close. Dude, there was a flurry honestly, of punches. Yes, there was a point where I had I, like, oh, I oh. had the text typed out to you, Did and you? then the round <laughs> ended. So I was like, ah. Oh. But then there was even another point where I was like, maybe I should retype that text, because I didn't know if you would answer the bell in the fifth, because the doctor stopped, you know, Checked on him and whatnot. Right, right. Um, so my takeaway from the fight was that it was a great fight, right? It was the, fun. The trilogy was, was it, it lived up. I did not expect Deontay Wilder to come out and fight the way he did early, I should say. Because early, he, he looked good. He was using the jab to the body. They had a game plan. And for the first round, round and a half, it looked like you know Wilder was getting to Fury. He, had him, he was just changing it up enough as to where... You know, Fury was a little like, oh, shit, I'm definitely in a different fight than I was in in the second fight. But Fury's a fucking beast. Mm. And he's so big. And he had a game plan of his own. And that he did. I don't know if it was a combination of Tyson Fury, you know, the laying on him. He, he weighed 277 or something. So you knew that his plan was to come in there and, and wear him down. I just didn't expect it to happen so fast. Right? Yeah. Wilder came out. He threw a lot of punches early. And he tried to put him away. Um, I did find out that... Wilder did break his hand in the, in the third round. Yeah, but so once that shit numbs up, they don't feel it. E- That's what I've been told, at least from boxers that I know. Yeah, I mean, I've broken bones. Didn't numb up, so. Well, we're not boxers, <laughs> yeah, and we're not, like, I, professional I agree, athletes. I agree. I've, I've heard the same thing, but still, a broken hand, you know, depending on where, you know, that's a very 
very subjective statement because where, what did you break in your hand? It's if sometimes right. you break something, then you can't. It's just not going to get numb. But I was impressed with Wilder the way he came out. But he abandoned the game plan, and I don't like I said I don't know if that was because Fury just uh, Im, you know implored his game plan well enough after the second round where like Wilder couldn't just just couldn't deal with it, but. I think Wilder gassed himself out. I think as, when you're a well. fighter, yeah, when you're a fighter like Wilder and you have this, I can kill this man on one punch mentality, which I know he did. You know, you had to, he had to go into that fight and say like, all right, I got to hit him with everything I got maybe twice to put him down and, and finish him off. When you're throwing that kind of hard punches for a couple rounds and you're that big of a guy, I don't care what your cardio is, you will gash yeah, and yourself that, And that's out. what it is. Whereas Tyson Fury, he's a big guy. He doesn't look like a cardio machine, but he doesn't have any muscle to feed oxygen to. And I know that you know what I'm getting at. With the, Whereas like lactic acid builds up. When, you have, when you're a muscle-bound muscle, muscle bound guy, you do, that doesn't do anything for your cardio. Like you ever see a really muscle-bound MMA fighter? No. No. And when, they, when you do... And I'm going to bring up your boy, a Brock Lesnar or Shane Carmen. Do you remember the two big, giant red men fighting each other? Because yeah. after 30 seconds, their muscles fill with lactic acid, and they, they're no longer – like that big muscle is now just completely ineffective. Mm. And that's what I think happened with, with Wilder more so than just – So that's really my excuse, really. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm a bigger right? guy. Like I, I'm right? not as muscle, but I got Dave, muscle. If you ever see Dave rounding first, yeah. right, and he's beat red <laughs> – Give the guy a break. It's a lactic acid build That's, up, that's right? it. That's the excuse. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that had, had a lot to do with it. When you see a big muscle-bound guy like like Wilder, and he wasn't jabbing. You know, in the first first round, he jabbed a little bit, but he was only going to the body. Easier said than done when you got a guy that is he's got, a good, he's got a good reach, you know what I mean? Like, Wilder's a lanky guy. So yeah, like, but, but you see him next to a, a regular person. He's a, he's a giant. But when right. you see him standing against another Tyson giant, Fury, <laughs> yeah. he is no longer a giant. And and. It's like I was saying, it's easier said than done to jab, jab, jab. But when right. you're getting jab, jab, jabbed, it's a lot harder. And Tyson Fury is a master, man. Like, he put on a clinic. And there was one controversial situation in the fight, which we'll bring up, just for for being partial, I guess. Like, I do think that the second knockdown to Fury was a long 10 count. One. Two. Two. He got to five, yeah. and he was like, hey, hey, Deontay, go stand over there. Go stand over there. He didn't, and then he didn't pick back up and say eight. <laughs> he was like, "That's six. the old pro wrestling move. You break the you break yeah. the count outside the ring." You're well, like, "Oh, you oh look, real Jack Tunney." Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that. Listen, that's the, one of the, the 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 oldest tricks in the book. You know, and and you know what I have to say, and, and you know what, like somebody that's holding their fighter accountable might say. Now, publicly, you're going to say, you know, that was a long count because you're going to defend your fighter to the public. But if I'm Wilder's trainer. And I'm like, yeah, that was a long count, but you want to know why it was a long count? Because you didn't go to a neutral fucking corner, and you've been boxing your whole life, or since you were 19. You should know mm -hmm. that when you Back knock somebody down, <laughs> go the fuck where you're supposed <laughs> right. to go, because the ref had to stop in his count to get Deontay Wilder out of the area that he was in. I never saw the camera angle of where he was standing, because it was on Fury at the time, but mm -hmm. nonetheless, uh, a choppy situation. Hawaiian Mike came in, and he like actually... Did some research on it, and it was saying it wasn't in fact a long count; it was just ten seconds. And you're up on ten; you're that's completely okay in boxing. I thought it was a little long, you know. Yeah, I, I did too. I, although, although, at the time, yeah. Although he was at four right away, I was like, wait, <laughs> you know. So from <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, four to seven took ten six, seconds, right? Right. So it, it, either yeah. way, um, I also think that you could say it was a long count, but Fury was like 
like grinning at six and he was just waiting. You right. know, like you, you have wait, the you, you have, have the ten count. seconds right. of a smart boxer. Another training training tip would be take your fucking count. Right. You, know, you don't you don't want to necessarily land the ground the way Fury did because then it's up you're leaving too much to interpret for the ref. Like if you could stand up, stand up, but like take your standing eight count. You know, the ref Standing. usually gives you a couple seconds, like right. put your hands up, walk forward. So you, it's always more than 10 seconds, but you have to stand up before 10. So either way, great fight. Um, not going to bore everybody with the, with the crazy breakdown of what happened round by round. It was a good fight. Everybody's happy about it. This is an MMA show. We talk boxing when it's a big fight, but you're not going to find a much bigger fight than this one. And unfortunately, we, we had talked about last week how this was going to possibly set up a unification bout with Alexander Osik or Usik against um, the winner of the, the the Wilder Fury fight but the night of the Wilder Fury fight uh, Anthony Joshua exercised his rematch clause so Joshua and Alexander Usik will now end up fighting a rematch to hopefully Joshua hopefully for boxing sake Joshua could win those belts back and we could get a, a, a night all Britain heavyweight championship oh, with, with Tyson Fury. You know I'm there for that, baby. Yeah. I might even fly across the fucking <laughs> pond for that. But that'll be nice, and it's probably good for boxing. And really, you know, it's probably the smart play because you got to imagine when you're a heavyweight champion, they, these guys aren't fighting every every year. It's like every 18 months at best. Tyson Fury's still young, 33 for a heavyweight that's very young. Um, so he's got a long way to go. He's in no rush. So it's probably best for. Um, the sport of boxing to to hopefully set up the big fight because I'm not really I don't really give a shit about waiting a year and a half for Usyk against Fury just to see Usyk get right. It'll be Christmas 2022 and we're we'll like, yeah. oh cool. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'd rather see this fight in mm -hmm. between. Yeah, and at least now you know this fight sets up a fight with Fury. So like it adds a little bit of flair to the, to the to this rematch mm -hmm. and potentially setting up a, a, a super fight down the line. And it also sets up if if Fury, I mean, if um, Joshua does lose it, the rematch, then we finally get to see the two losers fight, and maybe we'll get a Wilder uh, Anthony Joshua fight to to see which guy could fight his way back into contention. So that's it. That's our show. We're going to plug our podcast uh, Monday through Friday, the Chop Sports Daily. Um, we got myself and Dave, and on Mondays we got Jimmy Palumbo. Tuesday, the Jimmy Palumbo show goes out. Uh, I think every I think Joe has been coming through. on Matteries dropped so, on Tuesday. Um, he actually reached out to me this morning again. He said, bro, can we please make this right? I was supposed to call him after we recorded. Well, just call him I after did. this. Um, but I'm still recording, so I guess I have time. Um, but I was supposed to call him after the Daily Show. But either way, go check out Pretender to Contender. Go check out the Squeaky Bum Time podcast. These guys are really putting in the work. Um, they got a nice new video overlay coming their way uh, soon. Yes. Um, they're not really ready for it just yet because there's a couple of things we got to talk about. But um, all about the Star podcast. Uh, what else we got? Till Mets do us part. I know it's the off season, but the goddamn Jets. The Mets don't really have anything to look forward to in the regular season. So this is your, this is where it all happens. <laughs> this is where they flourish. <laughs> you, you you have hope again. So go in on the the Till Til Mets do us part podcast. We got a Jets podcast, which um, the Jets are bad, but the podcast is good. They got some <laughs> funny guys um, from from all over the country. Right, mm -hmm. you got mm -hmm. a Jersey, New York, LA. New York, got New York, Kim from New, Staten New York, Island, New yeah. Jersey, LA, and. Um, 
Chop Sports, baby. Yeah, baby. So chopsportsmedia.com, go. Go, go purchase some merch. We haven't really been putting up new merch because we've been working on the product here, but we do have some merch out there. If you want to support this podcast, Chopheads MMA has some T-shirts. I do think that they're the most stylish T-shirt in they the are. store. They are. They are nice. I really do like it. Um, Dave's got some, some merch for his Cowboys podcast. I don't think we have one for your actual all Chop about the star one yet no, no so we we'll, we'll come up with something for that i had i had something uh in Even, the works but you told me it was a joke because you're really gonna make a a no-fly zone for the worst secondary in the league and all of a sudden they're hey, the well, best uh, secondary uh, in the league um <laughs> they're up there we could argue this one but but if you want to make some shirts, you want to hear more we'll, banter about we'll, that we'll get Chop sports daily get involved um also go to go subscribe to the youtube man we're, we're starting yeah. to get some traction we haven't been as active on it as we would have liked but you know, it's a two-man team over here. Large, large in part, two-man team. We've mm-hmm. had we have our help here and there. And shout out to AJ for producing the Daily Show. But you know, just go support us. Chopsportsmedia.com. Um, subscribe to the podcast that you think you might like. Buy a shirt. The shirt. The, the money goes to a great cause. It's helping support um, my <laughs> our weed drinking habit. habits. <laughs> so, no, I'm kidding. No, but no, seriously, um, we appreciate all the support. And that's it for today's show. Peace. Hit the button.